Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Land on the line, play the game again. Everybody's gonna lose and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh. And Noel. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, this is the show where I, Josh Rubin. And I, Noel Deneen. Come together once a week over a single topic and come up with a myriad of ideas on how to get rich off of said topic. Yeah. And once you get stinking crazy, obscenely rich, you make all that money... And you've hit that sort of, uh, what would we call it, that leveling off point mm-hmm. where the money's not, you know, the arrow isn't going up, 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 but it sort of then takes a quick right turn and goes straight, 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 straight. Then you show your appreciation for the ideas we've handed you by... Sending us a little something, Nolan. What would that little something that be? That little something. After you are rich from doing nothing but all the work, all the labor, all the risk, everything else we did, after then you're rich, you give us 10%. You tie this 10% of everything you've made. That's right. I feel like you've done 90% of the work, Ugh. and the idea we gave you is 10%. Yeah. That's a hundred percent. So we deserve ten percent. It's really more, but <clears throat> we're giving you a bargain. More than a hundred percent. Ninety percent plus ten percent is that, more it's than. It's more 100%. like ninety percent plus like forty percent. Oh, really? The idea is forty percent. I'm always very offended. Have you seen the the bus subway uh, 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 telephone booth ads or whatever booth ads for Fiverr, where no. they say nobody cares that you had the idea first. And my attitude is bullshit. Mm-hmm. We care that we had the idea first, and we value that idea at 10%. Yeah. So there. And you should care that we had the idea first, and then we gave it to you. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. We're not like these scumbags on the interweb no. who try to take your money with these one-size-fits-all money programs. Yeah. That say things like, you'd be making more money if there were no taxes. Well, no shit. We'd all be making more money if there were no taxes. But guess what? There are taxes. So I say, make more money. That's not a tip. That doesn't help you out. There are taxes. You got to pay your taxes. Okay. Take a great idea. Make it happen. Then the taxes don't matter. You know, this is probably a really good thing for any of our listeners who aren't able to go home for the holidays and need miss having their, like, drunk, Trumpy uncle around. <laughs> Why am I Trumpy? Because you're angry. Because I'm saying, oh, I'm angry, yeah. but I'm not Trumpy. Well, seems like. I'm angry, anti-Trumpy. I'm saying pay your taxes. Okay. I'm saying do it. Like this fantasy yeah. that there are going to be no more taxes because Dr. Dipsit, Dipstick is the fucking president of our country. Yeah. It's unrealistic. Okay. 
The world's got to run. The country's got to run. All right. We pay for it. Okay. End of story. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. It's almost Christmas, <laughs> it's Noel. It's almost Christmas. By the time this year airs, it's going to be even closer to Christmas. Closer. Are we airing this before Christmas or after Christmas? Before what Christmas. was the decision before. we made? Before Christmas. Yes. So it's going to be almost Christmas. Almost Christmas. By the time this airs. You'll hear the, the bells coming closer. So this is what I'm going to say, guys. Mm-hmm. This is our Christmas gift for you. Yeah. Uh, other than I getting have, yelled at by Josh. I have not uh, I have not run this by Noel. Okay. I will uh, uh, his reaction may belie this this promise that I'm making you, this gift that I'm giving to you, our listeners. Uh-huh. But because this is essentially our Christmas episode. Yeah. Even though we've done nothing special for it as a Christmas episode, because we've just run out of ideas for things like that. Okay. Um as a Christmas gift. If one of these ideas, if you get rich off of one of these ideas, if this is your multi-million, trillion, billion-dollar idea that makes that that you jazzes you and makes you the rich one, uh huh, five percent you have to send us. Uh, only if you can prove that you're a good Christian that believes in Jesus and Christmas. Absolutely not. This is our Christmas. Listen gift to the for Jew. You. Give it this away, is, Christmas. All right. Shall I call it our Christmas this, slash Kwanzaa? This is Christmas slash envy. End of Hanukkah. You've got Christmas yeah. envy. You know, I grew up with Christmas. My father, when I would come up here, I like many Jews, many secular Jews. Yeah, I know. Grew up with a, a, tr- a Christmas tree in my uh-huh. house around this time of year, exchanging gifts on Christmas in an attempt to assimilate. Not anymore. Not mm-hmm. in the current climate. I should have said, fuck you and your forced assimilation. We never did Hanukkah. You should have. <laughs> you God are... damn it. This is going to be my new thing. Uh-huh. I'm going to force Hanukkah on all you secular Christians. I've known you for a while. You've never invited me for Hanukkah. Because we don't do anything. Because I was brought up with Christmas. We could have, I don't know what you have. You tuna, have a Hanukkah tree. It's tall. It's like a pine tree. Tuna fish you, sandwiches. Tuna fish sandwiches. What do you have? Sandwiches. You have a latkes. You do a brisket, maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, all good. Hanukkah like gelt. All that. The chocolate coins. Ch- chop liver. You play some, you gamble a little bit. You play the dreidel and you gamble. Smoked whitefish. What do you think? That's, just, that's at every kind of Jewish function. Smoked like whitefish, chopped liver. Okay, well, you should have a Hanukkah party. I'm not Jewish, Josh. Well, but it doesn't matter. That's my point. You live in New York. What was it Jesse Jackson called New York back in the 80s? I don't know. What do you call it? Jaime Town, I think, was what his... Oh, he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got him in a little bit of trouble? Did. A little bit. Not too much. It would have been more now. Probably. Maybe not. I don't know. World's shifting back. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't care what, what period of time it is. After, uh, you know, 1945, referring to uh, New York as Jaime Town is a yeah. pretty big deal. I don't know. It's, it's pretty cool to be anti-Semitic now. I think in certain circles, certain circles. Yeah. Certainly. In, if we want to broaden our demographic, uh huh, we should really up the, <laughs> up the anti-Semitism content. and racism. <laughs> just general racism and anti-Semitism. General, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we would probably have more listeners. General anti-Semitism. Yeah. Not pointed to any group of people. Just the Semites. <laughs> <laughs> just the Semites. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good idea. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it would definitely up our listenership. Oh, yeah. You know, I can rant about anything for, you know, a few minutes. Yeah. Proud boy Josh, sure can. Psh, I'm proud to be a boy. Yeah. 
I really am. Oh, I know. You try and show me your wiener all the time. <laughs> I just had a pride. Uh, look at this. I'm a boy. Uh, anyway, Noel. Anyway. I haven't seen you all week, nope. and you're going away on vacation I tomorrow. I'm going to Ecuador to get that. We're, we're going to put the law down. You uh, need some kosher guinea pig? For, I'm going to try and eat some kosher guinea pig. Mm-hmm. Some, uh, yeah, chopped guinea pig. Mm-hmm. Why chopped? Because it's like chopped liver. <laughs> it was terrible. It was pretty good. Gefilte pig. Gefilte pig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to go there. Um uh, just thinking about other Christmassy things. I don't even think this was Christmas. But <clears throat> one time... Is Christmas a big deal down there? Like, are you expecting to walk into, like, super... Like, because you're going to be in Quito, right? Yeah. Are you expecting to walk into, like, super Christmas town? I think, from what I hear, it's more of a Christmas Eve place than right. a Christmas place. Okay. Um. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Are you going to be in Quito for Christmas Eve? In Quito. All right. Yeah. I'm interested to see what it's right? like. I, I'm not sure, if actually, if this is a neighborhood of Quito or just outside of right. Quito. But you're going to be uh, around they're, they're Quito. You're Kumbaya. not Kumbaya. No, they're not. They're from, it's called Kumbaya. <laughs> no, they're and not. And then when I told her, I'm like, you know, that's like a thing here. And they like basically say it to make fun of like so if someone's too hippie. Uh-huh. They say like they're all Kumbaya. And did you play the song for them? I, I sang the song. She's like, oh, yeah, I know the song. And she thought it was the national anthem? <laughs> she thought it was the national <laughs> anthem of her neighborhood. Of Kumbaya? Yeah. The Kumbaya neighborhood anthem? Yeah. Did she put her hand over her heart? She did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to be in Kumbaya, and then uh-huh. I'm going to be in the beach. And I'm going to go into Ecuador. I mean, into Quito. Yeah. I'm sure you're going to go into Quito a lot. Going to go to Old Town. Um, I'm really interested in what, what it's like. When we were in uh, uh, Portugal, mm-hmm. right, like we went like a couple weeks before Christmas. Yeah. It was like what you'd expect a, a city Christmas. They love, you know. Old Catholic, but they fucking love it. I mean, the decorations on mm-hmm. all the streets, you know what I mean? There is a a hefty uh, 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 Christmas vibe there. Yeah. It was really kind of lovely. You know, and in this country, because of the war on Christmas, yeah, you don't get much Christmas in the Christmas season. Yeah. Like, no place puts up big trees in New York City. Really? Um, nobody decorates. <laughs> No one does any of the windows or anything like that. <laughs> Nobody hangs lights down the streets. Yeah. Um, you know, in fact, I believe like all the Christians do all of their uh, uh, religious practice in their basements with sand on the ground so the Muslims and Jews can't hear them as they practice their religion. Yeah. Yeah, it's a terrible thing for them. I feel bad for them. I would imagine it's pretty big there. I don't know if they go in for like the tinsel and stuff. Though. Right. Yeah, I'm just curious, like what their sort of level of Christmas. It's also going to be pretty it's a warm lot of down giant there, right? Churches in Quito. Yeah, it's going to be pretty warm down there, though, right? Not in Quito, man. No, is it cold? Oh, Quito sounds like the best weather because it's up in the Andes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It is like high of like 65 every day and low of like 45. But it's, so it's going to be like 65 through the whole uh, uh, through the whole year. You know what I mean? Like in December, it's going to be 65 degrees? Yeah. Oh, interesting. It's on the equator. Okay. I don't know what on... I mean, I know what on the equator means down at sea level. Mm-hmm. It means hot as hell. 
I mean, it's hot as hell, but it also kind of means that there's not a whole lot of fluctuation in, yeah, in, in exactly. temperature. Gotcha. I think it goes from spring to fall to spring to fall mm-hmm. in keto. Well, I'm, I'm excited for you, and I'm really excited to hear how your trip goes. And it doesn't look like even by the beach that it's that hot. No. Well, that's good, since you in a bathing suit is probably not <laughs> the thing that people <laughs> are gonna going to want. People dog, are really going to want to see on Facebook. <laughs> I'm just going to be... Guns out. That's what I'm going to say. Sun's out, guns out. They're going to be like, I don't think that's what that means. And I'll be like, shit, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, something's out, nips out. That's really what it's going to be for you. Your little man boobs hanging down. Yeah. You're going to be like, hello, ladies. Yeah, waka waka. You ever seen anything this white on a beach before? (laughs) Yeah. Wear your sunglasses. High glare. Yeah. Well, that's the one thing. Even in keto... Uh, you need to put serious sunblock because you're so high up that you're closer to the sun. Well, you're so on the equator. Oh, uh, with this equator <laughs> business, <laughs> it's was it you who was telling me that if that there's a thing you do, yeah, where you p- pee on one side of the equator and it goes one way, uh-huh. you pee on the other side of the equator, it goes the other way, and you pee directly on the equator and it just floats in the air. It just floats. It just floats in the air. Yeah. Was that you who told me that? No, they it it just goes straight down. It doesn't spin. Oh, it just it just goes... sort of glug glugs down. Oh, interesting. Yeah. All right. Good but to it's know. not pee. It's they do it with a jug and water. Oh, right. But you drink you enough could do it water. With pee. If you drink enough water. If you're drinking a jug of water in Ecuador, you get diarrhea. Anyway, Noel. Have you been? I've been all right. I had a story. I was thinking about telling it, and then I got sidetracked here. And I thought about telling it again. I kind of we got sidetracked again a second time, and now I'm just like I don't know if I should tell. You know, it. What? I'm going to tell you a story, Noel. Okay, it's about my childhood. Oh no, it was a very traumatic so, experience. Are you going to be upset the rest of this show? Have I not been upset for the whole beginning That's of the show? True. Just go. So for I it, might man. as well just go for it. Really bring it down. <laughs> so. <laughs> When I lived in St. Thomas, which uh-huh. is very close to the equ- equator, yes, um, not yeah. close to Ecuador. I was about to say close to Ecuador. Uh-huh. Is Ecuador Spanish for equator? Is that where it comes from? Si, senor. I did not know that. Si. It just dawned on me. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. So, okay, good to know. This was in St. Tomas, which is uh, uh, named after a saint named Tomas. Yeah. St. Tomas, as they say down there. They don't say it anything hey, like that. Oh, stop. Welcome to St. Tomas. Stop. So offensive. No. On so many levels. Dude, I just fucking. That's an example of cultural in. appropriation. See, so this is my thing with cultural appropriation. It's when you take something yeah. and you nail make it, it terribly. You nail it. You make it so bad so that good. it's unrecognizable, and yet you still call it that thing. That is what, uh, to me, the only that qualifies as cultural appropriation. Welcome to St. Thomas. Oh, stop. <laughs> stop. Anyway, you're saying. Um, so my dad used to come down and visit every time he would visit me. He'd bring me a gift, a toy of some sort. And I was always so excited when he'd come down because, you know, I didn't see my dad. He lived in New York. We lived in the Caribbean. I didn't see him all the time. I wasn't like a kid who was like shuttled back and forth every other week or every weekend or uh-huh. alternating whatever. Um, so when he came down, it was like the biggest deal to me. And I was probably about six or so. <clears throat> and he brought me this gift at the time. 
the hottest toy in the world. Okay. Do you remember, uh, uh, what was it called? It wasn't Simon. Simon was the round one. Yeah. That had the big button, colored buttons. This was before Simon. Mm-hmm. I know a person whose dad invented Simon. Really? Yeah. I feel like we may have talked about we, we that actually. It before. I wonder if I've told this story before. No, I don't think so. The thing that he brought me was sort of the precursor to Simon. It had the same games okay. that were like you know follow the different buttons, sure. but it was it looked like a big. This was before there were cell phones, but it mm-hmm. looked like a big of the old school. Uh, uh, cell phones okay. that were like the big bricks yeah. but it sort of curved a little bit right um it had a keypad in the middle and then two speakers on either end oh i know you're talking and it about. had flashing lights and and the buttons were like the, sure. the they were like nine buttons and you could play tic-tac-toe you could play uh you know the variation of simon mm-hmm. and and various things it was the hottest electronic gift Mm -hmm. and a time where there weren't very many electronic gifts that you could get for a kid. And I had all my friends over and we were like, oh, this is it. And my dad said, look, Mm -hmm. you little slob. Because I was a fucking slob. I was the kid. I left everything on the floor. He goes, if you leave this toy on the floor, I'm going to smash it. And I said, I'm not going to leave it on the floor. I'm not going to leave it on the floor. I promise, I promise, I promise. So this thing is getting passed around to all my friends. Everyone's playing it. Six or seven kids there. Da-da-da. Beep, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. And, you know, then we just start running around crazy, crazy, crazy. I sort of lost track of it, but whatever. We were running around crazy, crazy. And suddenly I hear, Josh, come here. And I go, huh? Josh, come here. And I go, and there's my dad. Big bear of a guy. Uh Uh-huh. And he's standing in the hallway by the entrance door, and he goes, what's this doing here? And I look down, and there's the toy Uh sitting, laying on its side on the floor. Yeah. And I go, I don't know, I don't know. He said, what did I tell you? I said, no, Daddy, no, no, Daddy, no. I didn't leave it on the floor. One of my friends did. Uh-huh. And now my friends, there's like a vibe coming yeah. off that I'm in a lot of trouble, so no one's fessing up. Yeah. Because, you know, we're little kids, and little kids are intimidated by intimidating people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who did it? Who left it? Please tell me. And he said, what did I tell you? I said, if I leave the toy on the floor, you're going to step on it and smash it. And then he just lifted up his feet, and he was wearing these uh, leather sandals, mm-hmm. like the kind that are sort of hand-tooled, mm-hmm. open-toed, with a couple straps on it, and he just had a size 15 foot and stomped down and just smashed this thing. I had literally had it for about 45 minutes. Okay. Smashed it into a million pieces. Uh-huh. And my friends were all in shock, and I was in shock and embarrassed. And I was biting back the tears. Uh-huh. I could feel them wanting to explode out of my eyes. Uh-huh. And then he said, now pick it up. And I had to sweep up the dead carcass of my new toy and throw it in the garbage. And as I was walking to the garbage, the tears really started rolling down my face, uh-huh. burning. And I wouldn't like um, biting my lip to prevent it from happening. Then I threw it away and went back to my room. All my friends were like, let's play, let's play. And I was like, I can't play. I can't play anymore. And that was it, Noel. Uh, One of the most traumatic moments of my life. All right. That you made me tell as a story here. Yeah. Because you decided you want to tell your silly little story. Yeah, I decided I was going to toy with you. Wow. 
And that's what I'm going to say to you, Noel. Uh-huh. Your microphone, if yeah. I find it on my floor again, uh-huh. I'm going to smash it to a million bits. Anyway, Noel, yeah. the only reason I bring that story up, uh-huh. besides to bring up horrible feelings that I have from my childhood, <laughs> yeah, is because it relates to today's topic, Noel. Yeah. You know why? Yeah, because I toyed with you. Because <laughs> today's topic... Today's topic is toys. How to get Josh to tell horrible stories to the top. I need to go on Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. Yeah. Because you clearly don't give a shit. <laughs> waka waka. I need therapy. Use it. Dr. Lisa Use Levy. Use the pain, Josh. You're listening to this show, Lisa Levy. Yeah. I need to get on your show because I need a session. Free therapy. I need free therapy. (laughs) I really do. You should see if you could be her co-host. Be like, hey, what if we do a reoccurring segment? Sheen, I could just be a permanent guest (laughs) for at least five years. Oh, boy. That would, you know, and people would just follow my therapy with Dr. Lisa. It would be like us with Daniel Alley. Yeah. (laughs) Not this week, my friend. All right. No Daniel Alley this week. Oh, there is Christmas. You love Daniel Alley. Toys, guys. How are we getting rich with them? How are you getting rich with we, them, Noel? Uh, I'm going to tell you. You guys, I, di- I didn't realize this until I started looking into it. The toy industry is freaking huge. Yes. Huge. Yes. I shocked by how big. Throw out some numbers. What are you talking about? Global toy revenue. Mm-hmm. 88.8 billion dollars. You know why? Why? Because... Every child in the world loves toys, and more so now than ever, adults love toys, too. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. U.S., $20.7 billion a year. Yeah. Less than 4% of the world's children, more than 40% of the toys. That's not surprising. Taking it home USA style. Yeah. Dominating the toys. Consumer world. Yeah, I know. Uh, Welcome um, to America. We love to buy. That's going to be our motto. Uh, biggest toy company in the world, Lego. Uh huh. Is it Five, really? Yep, Lego. Five point four nine billion dollars revenue a wow. year. Wow, that's crazy. Second biggest, Mattel. Five point four six billion dollars a year. So I guess Mattel is international. That's what I was. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I was surprised it wasn't Mattel, but I then I thought maybe Mattel's just mostly American, North American. But I guess they're international. Yep. Uh. Hasbro, I guess, would be third. I uh, forget. I, I I only wrote Whatever. down the top okay. two. Anyway, but probably it was it was up there. Um, in the U.S., the toy industry is larger than the music and movie industries combined. Mm-hmm. Star Wars, Star Wars franchise has made more than three times more on toys than on the movies. I told you my my godmother used to be. Uh the VP of uh, Gray Advertising, and she was the head of all the Star Wars commercials for the oh, early toys. Wow, Mr. I used Gunn to have, I used to have doubles of every toy Whoa. that she would give me. And what did I know about toys? Yeah. I didn't you keep them, them the in the floor, package. Smashed. My dad made, when I was 13, my father said, you know what, you're too old for this stuff, and made me throw them all away. <laughs> when you go on <laughs> eBay now... Even out of the package, uh-huh. some of these things, if they're originals, like first run originals, yeah, some of these things are worth eight, nine hundred dollars. Yeah, oh yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have been rich enough for your dad. Yep, uh- asshole. <laughs> Just destroyed my childhood, and in doing so, ruined my adult life. That's true. Uh, yep. Doctor Lisa, save me. 
You guys, with so many toys and so much competition, how can anyone ever compete, right? How can you get in? Well, I got an idea. How can you upsell, right? Mm-hmm. Following the footsteps of the greats. In 1978, Xavier Roberts registered cop- registered a copyright for what eventually became the Cabbage Patch Kids. He became one of the biggest fads in the 80s and one of the longest-running doll franchises ever. Mm-hmm. It began as an art project. Really? And if you know that, a 21-year-old art student utilized quilting skills and needle molding to make soft fabric sculptures that he called the Little People. Mm-hmm. That was a terrible name. Mm-hmm. And because... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and be- <laughs> Time did not treat that name well. Uh <laughs> And because he was an artist, he didn't just sell the dolls. He made you adopt them. Yeah, there you go. Right? Yep. Uh, he opened the Babyland General Hospital in Georgia in 82. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in an 82, original Appalachian Artworks, that was his company he made, they licensed a version of the little people to Coleco. And called them the Cabbage Patch Dolls. Mm. Brought in billions of dollars. Wow, Coleco put that out. Coleco put I didn't realize. It was sold from, it was like, this thing was like a history of this company to this company to this oh, company. Oh, really? Coleco, it looks like, had it for the rise, though. Uh-huh. I didn't realize that. I always thought of Coleco only as the console makers. No. Like ColecoVision and yeah. that kind of no, thing. No, Coleco was the Cabbage Patch people. Mm-hmm. Brought in billions of dollars. All comes down to the gimmick. Of adoption. And the reason is because it's not just a doll. It's an experience for you, the owner. Mm -hmm. In 1986, Pleasant Company was founded and sold dolls focused on different eras of American history. Mail order only. In 1995, they renamed themselves American Girl. In 1998, it became a subsidiary of Mattel. Opened the first store in Chicago, not only a store, but a cafe and a boutique where you have lunch with your doll. You get your hair done. Your doll gets his hair done. It's an experience. So it was a cafe and a salon, not a boutique. And a boutique where you buy clothes for the doll. Yeah. So, I mean, it just seems like if you're going to say it's a cafe and boutique, you go and you have coffee or tea with your doll and then buy it outfits. Not get your hair done. Listen, I'm not your dad, okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> not your well, dad, Josh. You just crushed Being my... Being angry at me <laughs> doesn't help anything. You're a lot it like my... It doesn't get you your big cell phone game back. You're a lot like my dad, Noel. <sighs> Unwilling to admit you're wrong. I looked up toy cafes. Uh-huh. Japan is on it, man. Of course they are. I, I was like, I think I heard in this research, I think I saw something about... a. a Stuffed Animal Cafe in Japan. I searched it. There were so many of them. Really? There was like ones where you can go as a just a person. Then they the They'll restaurant dress you up. has giant stuffed uh-huh. animals that you eat with. There were other ones only for stuffed animals. So you don't eat. It's just you put your stuffed animals at the table. So it's like daycare for your stuffed animals yeah. while you go and, and work. And they had ones... All over the place where you ha- eat with your stuffed animal. Do they have ones where you dress up as a stuffed animal? I'm sure they do, mm. but ugh. Uh, they have a travel agency for stuffed animals 
where you can pay money and they travel your your stuffed animal all around. I think it was Asia, Europe, and America. Crazy, right? Ah, uh, crazy. Fucking Japanese. I know, right? Uh, so I was like, how do you fuck? How do you get in there? Well, last week, SpaceX made it to space, and the era of commercial space travel is now oh, upon us. It's true. Uh, so we're going to make stuffed animals that people buy and then get sent to space. And you're like, oh, that doesn't seem very economically viable. Was it SpaceX getting into space or the Virgin? Uh, the Who cares? It was the Virgin one, I think. They, I don't they, even they know. got their first... Maybe that maybe the that's one that they're going to be paying their people are paying to get on yeah, I think to you're experience right. space. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. So you're you might think like this doesn't seem very economically viable, right? Sending stuffed animals in space. Well, this is what we're going to do. Uh, I don't know if you looked up how to store stuffed animals. I did. I did not. I did nothing about stuffed animals. You no. put them in a bag and you vacuum seal it, and you can get like a garbage bags worth of. <clears throat> stuffed animals mm-hmm. become like the size of a pizza box. Right, it's like them Ziploc sucky bags that you use it's with like your... It's like a right. Ziploc sucky bag. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about, yeah. the kind you use the uh, yeah. vacuum with sucky. to vacuum seal yeah. it. Yeah. You put It's got the hole for I call the, it the vacuum the sucky machine. That, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no doubt <laughs> that that is not only what you call it, uh-huh. but what you use it for. Um, and so you, you get... A whole garbage bag becomes like nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to vacuum seal all of these. You take them up into space, un- unseal it. Each one gets a picture in the window with Earth mm-hmm. in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, so massive upsell. You can store so many on this thing. A lot of money. I'm down with it. Mm-hmm. I just have a question. About the physics of it, mm-hmm. if something is in a vacuum, when you get into space, mm-hmm. if you release it from that vacuum, yeah. will it expand? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Hundred percent. Well, if not, then we'll pump air into the bag. Okay. It's, I'm it's, just, it's, I'm just asking. I'm just curious. Yeah. It's a, we're not putting it out into outer space. We're putting it inside. No, I understand. This You're thing inside where the it's thing. Pressurized. Yeah, I guess. I just wonder if it'll like just go. Yeah. Or if it'll sort of stay partially like... No, gravity doesn't open but up. But either way, the animal. other fun part about this is for the astronauts who are out there, when they open it up, it's like opening up a bag of confetti or glitter. Oh, yeah, but there's hundreds, hundreds of, of stuffed animals or just colorful stuffed <laughs> animals yeah. are going to be shooting out and just sort of floating in air around you. Yeah. It's going to be lovely for them. Yeah. That's a great idea. I love it, Noel. Mm-hmm. I think that you, you've... You know, and you're gonna. People are gonna spend. I mean, let me put it this way: for the SpaceX flight, yeah, which went up just last week, okay, and it got into outer space. You know, what is the equivalent of outer space for like two minutes? Yeah, uh, I think they're charging like a hundred and fifty or two hundred thousand dollars a person to yeah. fly on this uh, jet plane. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I it's gonna be less because you can fit a lot more stuffies in there. Yeah. But you know, it's probably gonna be like a thousand, a grand. Per stuffy. Oh yeah. To go up there, right? Yeah. Great. I love it. Right. And and I'm betting you could fit in what this the size of a decent sized seat that a human would take. Mm-hmm. And that human, not even including luggage. Right. 
you could probably fit, I'm going to bet, vacuum sealed, a thousand stuffed animals. At I least. don't know of that many. I think so. I feel that's a bit much. We're only dealing in thousands here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you say so. I mean, that is, though, when you unseal it. Yeah. That's a lot of stuffed animals. We don't have them all in one vacuum-sealed bag. No, I understand that. But I'm saying when you unseal all the vacuum-sealed bag and let the the vacuum-sealed plushies out, and they... Who let the plush out? And they poof up to their regular size, that's going to be a ton, not an actual physical weight of a ton, although based on the thousands we're talking about, it may be the physical weight of a ton. Sure. Uh, of 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 stuffed animals uh-huh. uh, coming alive yeah. in the in the in the cabin of this uh, uh, space flight. Okay, I'm just saying you may have to limit the amount of stuffed animals that go up there. Maybe I think I think you could <clears throat> before long. You got your own space jet and you're going up there just filled with animals. Yeah, well, it's a great idea either way. No, let me ask you a question. Yeah. You ever heard of the phrase digital natives? Yeah. <laughs> that didn't, I don't think you'd have. I, I have. Digital natives refer to the generation, yeah. particularly Generation Z. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> gener- and our Generation X. Yeah. Um, who basically grew up. <laughs> With digital stuff. We yeah. get it. And, and Wow. <laughs> Wow. Well, no, you asked wow. me, and I said, yeah. Yeah. But and so, then you, you know, <laughs> I'm not just talking to you, believe Only it or not. Me. I'm not just explaining to you. We have people who listen well, to this show. Say then, it's not many. You may get it, but I'll explain it to the well, listeners. Well, no, but, but I'm just explaining it. So right. you don't need to go, yeah, yeah. You don't need to cut me off. Right. You should innately oh, understand. Okay. Listen, Dad, I'm not putting up with this. I'm an adult now. Um, uh-huh. So I don't even remember what I was saying. You were talking about Anyway, the point is, is people are going to buy shit from you because you're making it and yeah. you win. You're rich. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so digital natives, yeah. people who grew up in a generation yeah. like us where digital things, computers, things, we grew up in it so it was innate to our, our ability. We mm-hmm. have sort of an innate ability to use these things, unlike our parents who always have to ask how to use the fucking uh, VCR sure. or how to use email. Um, the next generation, the current younger generation, they're realizing, mm-hmm. is going to be VR and AR natives, right? These are going to be kids who are so accustomed to having virtual reality and augmented reality as part of their day-to-day lives that they are going to be living a good chunk of their time in a virtual or augmented reality world. Yeah. Right, and so we all know what virtual and augmented reality is. It's a uh, we put the goggles on, we go in, and it hits our senses, and we think we are in this world that we can have a three hundred sixty degree view of. Um, what? What do you? Uh, yeah, keep going. I, I'm going to tell you something about VR soon. Tell me about it now. I I just don't I don't buy it. I don't think I don't know if it's ever going to take off the way they think it is. Well, so this is my, I was thinking that as well, uh-huh. but after researching this. The market, the issue is going to be, it's going to be just like whatever, everything else. They, and they get the kids hooked on it young. When it becomes enough of a uh, a, a thing that you have five, six, seven, eight, nine-year-olds using it regularly, mm-hmm. and they're way more comfortable 
in that environment than we are. Yeah. Right. They'll get you when they're that young. Cognitively, they can they can sort of overcome the dizziness and the nausea and the sort of uh, 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 natural sort of like eh, I'm not comfortable in here. Yeah, they're just they're just na- they're brought into it, you know, gradually and generally at a young age, and it just becomes part of their DNA. Not unlike computers with us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a very similar thing, and you know, you see it with kids playing Pokemon Go. You know what I mean? When they were when that was all the rage. It was like they were immersed, staring in here, and going out there. You see it. You know where there's a uh, a virtual reality room. Yeah. On Thirty Fourth Street, mm-hmm. and it's a funny thing to watch when adults go there. You can see them all taking off the goggles and being like, "Okay, I did fifteen minutes of that, and that's plenty." The kids, on the other hand, take it off look a little unwell, then put it back on, and then suddenly they're there for 20 more minutes, and then they take it off, and they're looking a little unwell, put it back on, then another half an hour, and then suddenly they're just gliding through it. You know what I mean? Like, okay. they just, they're just, they just, their synapses, whatever. I don't know the science behind it, but they, they, they... They get it. They get it. All right. So the next step that everyone's pushing for, now that they're, you know, Oculus is being sold, you know, Oculus is doing a thing... Uh-huh. Where you can pay two hundred dollars for court level seats at basketball games, uh-huh. NBA games, where you're basically sitting at home with your Oculus glasses yeah. on, and they just have, and everyone that's seated with you has their avatar, so you can turn and chat with them and yeah. do the whole thing as if you're there. It's ridiculous. Two hundred bucks. Well, th- that's what I was saying. I don't know if it's ever going to go because I looked at. You know, when you you end up looking at stupid stuff when you're looking at stuff for Christmas, mm-hmm. right? And I just looked at, well, what about one of these things? And it looks <clears throat> like primarily it's being used to watch TV with your friend across the country. Currently. Where you just turn and there's like a emoji of them. Currently. It's going to change, though. And you know where it's going to really be, do the biggest... I mean, it, besides the, uh, uh, I think, besides the commercial uh-huh. uh, uh, things for people who want to design and do stuff like that and can do it in a virtual world and basically create their designs and you can see it in a 3D aspect where you get full perspective. Yeah. Besides that, it's going to be in gaming. And that's where all the but kids are going to be introduced. They? We keep hearing about how this because has been the rage it, for so long. Because it's not 100% yet. Yeah. But when you got World of Warcraft, Fortnite, all those things being played, mm-hmm. and and people are immersed in it, they're not going to want to fucking leave. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality of it. And what's the, the th- big thing that's missing yeah. and that they're starting to work on is what are called haptics, which is basically touch. Yeah. Right. When they get the haptic stuff down right now, where they're at with haptics is everything has to be designed for a specific thing. Yeah. So you can't just have like gloves on right now and use it as a gun or use it as a sword or use it as touching a stuffed animal or whatever it is or sexually or whatever you want to do. Each thing is like. You had to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Each thing has to be specifically programmed for Uh, that thing and be sort of shaped to meet it. But they're working on that. And it's very soon mm -hmm. this technology is going to be down. And this is where you're getting on on the ground floor. You are going to have the next generation of kids. Yeah. Not the ones that are like five or six now, but, you know, in 15 years. Mm Mm-hmm. 
they're going to be the kids that are literally living in virtual societies. Yeah. And they're going to need toys. Mm-hmm. And they're going to need virtual toys. Mm-hmm. And while everyone is coming up with the next big game to play on there, and everyone is coming up with the next big car to drive in virtual reality, you're going to be making toys. Regular old virtual toys mm-hmm. that kids can hold and snuggle. Kids, little kids, they don't want fucking uh, 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 too much bang. Mm-hmm. They want you know, simple. You got to start them simple. You'll have mobiles that they can play with, little duckies that they can pull along that quack as you pull them. Nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. And you can sell them theoretically cheap because they're fucking virtual. Yeah. You have an end. Once you come up with the program, you have an endless amount of them. Yeah. If you anyway. want to get them real young and get like virtual keys that a little baby could jiggle. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Virtual everything that little babies have and move them on. What are the, the things the little toddlers like? The, the, pop, the Popcorn thing. Yes, exactly. That, that yeah. pop as you push them. All that stuff that you had when you were a kid. Eventually, you can maybe even have virtual rocking co- horses. Yeah. Kids love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's, anyway, that's where it is. That's great. VR toys. Fantastico. Uh, hey, guys. <clears throat> if you... If you want to give Josh some money for therapy, <laughs> you can. You can go to uh, RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, go to the Get Rich Quick Josh Noel Show page, hit the sponsor button. Half that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. Half that money goes to Josh and I, where Josh can take his part and heal some open wounds. <laughs> and he'll feel loved. He'll know he's loved. I'll never know I'm loved. No, that's no. true. Uh, and if you really want to make sure he doesn't know, you can uh, just give money to Radio Free Brooklyn and none to us by if, going to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. If you want to show him uh-huh. how much he's unloved, you can just donate directly to Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hit the pledge button, pledge an amount. All that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. Nothing but but shame and hate goes to Josh. Uh the government even backs this idea because you get a tax break. <laughs> <laughs> For hating Josh. For hating Josh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that would be the greatest thing. You walk into a therapist's office and go, everyone yeah. hates me. Yeah. Like, no, 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 not everyone hates you. What makes you think that? The government gives them a tax break <laughs> for actively hating me. Yeah. Uh, if you want other ways uh, where you can hate Josh... Uh, you you can download the uh, sign up for the newsletter Radio Free Brooklyn, download the app Android or iOS. Wow, that was a hefty yeah. silence yeah. between there. Well, they both have ways where <clears throat> you can actively not give Josh money. <laughs> <laughs> they really should have an option for when there's there's like a a, a show with two hosts that mm-hmm. you can just donate. To one host and Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and just to show you that he's willing to grovel for your love, Josh scours the internet for more ways that you can get rich. This week we have a topic, which is toys, and we give you so many ways to get so rich. It's not enough for Josh. He needs to try and win you over by finding you another way. Desperately, desperate searching it's, for it's your approval. Pathetic. Uh, so sad. <laughs> I I admit it. Look, I what am I gonna do? <laughs> so here it is, guys. Take it away.
The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. In 2007, investor John Paulson shorted the U.S. housing market. What this basically meant is that he bet that U.S. house prices would fall. Paulson invested in what was known as credit default swaps and bet against mortgage-backed securities because he estimated a housing crash was about to happen. Within weeks, Paulson's hedge fund firm, Paulson & Co., made approximately $30 billion, doubling its fund size, and Paulson earned more than $4 billion of that for himself through management fees. Paulson quickly became world famous for this investment. So there you go, guys. Shorting a market yep. during a crash. Yeah. Get ready, because yeah. it's a coming soon. It might be. My bet is insurance, Yeah. but, you know, I don't know for sure. Yeah. But get ready to short, guys. Yeah. $4 billion in two weeks. He pocketed. Yeah. Pocketed $4 billion in two weeks. There's no toy industry, but it's all right. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah. Anyway, Noel. Anyway. Toys. Toy, oy, we're oy, not oy, talking oy. about the kind that people use for the sex. No. Or are you? Is this going to be a dirty little no. sex? Okay, good. No. Child so, friendly. This is our Christmas episode, Josh. Okay. Let's do it. This one's for the kids out there. All right. Toys are important for kids, right? Manipulating them, teach them dexterity and motor skills, right? They teach you logic. They teach you facts. They teach you what a dinosaur looks like. They can, yeah. They teach you physics. Mm-hmm. You know, water toys teach you things about how water works. Yeah. Uh, in my experience, they can teach you about shame and anger. They can teach you about shame and anger. Uh-huh. Uh, Fear. The physics of what happens when a foot comes down uh-huh. real hard on them. Yep. Yep. Yeah, teach you to pick some shit up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's lots of things toys can teach things a child. Can te- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, they teach you empathy and imagination, you know, dolls or doctor kits or whatever they yeah. are, right? Rage. Hatred. Rage, hatred. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everything that you can think of can be taught with a toy. Yeah, we went through a lot there. Mm-hmm. Including, as as as, uh, as you've already informed us, things that you don't want to teach. Yeah, racism. Uh, yeah, you could probably teach racism. Anti-Semitism. With the, probably could with a toy. The gollywog. The British gollywog. I don't know the British gollywog. It is w- a racist doll. Okay. That kids had in Britain well into the 80s. Okay. Um, but like, you know, nappy hair, and it was all little white kids would get their gollywog doll. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you could have that. A lot of people blame gender roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, learn from toys. <clears throat> Barbie. Yeah. Gun, uh, toy guns teach violence. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, I guess it does. I don't know. I had toy guns yeah. that looked like real guns mm-hmm. before they made the whole can't look like a real gun thing. Yeah. And, you know, while I certainly played with them as guns, mm-hmm. I don't feel like they made me any more violent. I don't know. That's just me. Seems pretty guess. fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yet my little electronic simony machine, yeah. that taught me about violence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I recently saw about that horrible Trumpy bear. You see that? Yeah, I love that. 
horrible, right? I got eight of them. It's a stuffed bear with bad hair and a flag inside. Right? I don't know what you mean by bad hair. Uh, Trump hair, let's yeah, call it. It um, looks like a little stuffed uh, Trump bear. Yeah. It's fantastic. And, and I know what the parents are doing when they get that for their kid, but really, what's that thing teach you? Nothing other than mm-hmm. that's bad hair, right? It, it, I guess it could, you could say it teaches you the physics of zipping. <laughs> Why is it the physics of zipping? Because they unzip it and pull <clears throat> the flag out and they stuff the flag. Oh, back is that in. how the flag works? With yeah, that? The, the flag's like zipped in the back or something like that. I didn't that. realize that. If it's Velcro, then I guess you could say it teaches you about Velcro. Yeah. It doesn't teach you anything. Well, not all toys have to teach you something. No, but in today's. That's not the definition of a toy. No, but the, th- those parents buy that thinking, like, we're going to make our kid into a little conservative. <clears throat> we're buying him the Trumpy Bear. Yeah, it's part and parcel of a larger project. We're going to make politically partisan toys that actually teach lessons a divided country wants to teach their children, right? Yeah. You're not going to buy your kid a stupid freaking Trumpy Bear. No. You're going to buy your kid a wall-building kit. Yeah. Right? What if it was a Trumpy Bear? Do you remember Teddy Ruxpin? Yeah. And you would put the eight-track tape in the back and Teddy yeah. Ruxpin that would, would talk be and say- It would at least say racist <clears throat> stuff then. Say racist stuff. You could- All your favorite Trump speeches. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. That would be more educational. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we're we're going to make, for the liberals, we're going to make non-binary babies. Oh, yeah. You just take their diapers off and there's nothing there. Or they're or it's Velcro. You change it. You can day change by day. it. That's fantastic. Uh, and you can change their hair, too. Change your hair. Uh-huh. Change whatever you want. Whatever you want. Uh, yeah. They don't mind. No. That uh, could be called the they bear. So you're going to come out with a whole line of partisan toys that don't just appeal to the parents' sensibility, but actually teach that kid to be whatever kind of monster their parents want them to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That's what, you, that's what everyone wants nowadays. Uh-huh. They want their child to be a monster. Well, they they may not think so. Yeah, I understand. I like that, though. I like that. I think there's a lot of money in it. There is a lot of money in it. There's no doubt there's a lot of money in it. Uh, Solid, solid, solid idea. So let's talk about uh, a charity, Noel. Okay. Toys for Tots. You ever hear about it? Sure have. Do you know their background? I don't want to have to inform you and everyone else about it. (laughs) I don't want to offend your, oh, look, I'm smart. Uh Sensibilities. I know stuff. Bullshit. Yeah. I don't want to hurt your feelings or anything. Do you know much about Toys for Tots? I think they were started by like weren't is it like wasn't it like the Shriners or something no, like that? Incorrect, dummy. <laughs> okay, go on, continue. I think it was the Shriners. You're wrong. That uh, did it to raise money, uh, raise toys for kids in the hospital. Incorrect, completely wrong. Okay, I think it was maybe then the Elks. Nope, wrong. Okay. Okay. So, the so now I can explain it and I won't be be implying that you're stupid or anything like that. I'm still going to talk down to you. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um you and every other adult in my life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh so Toys for Tots was actually started in 1947. Okay. By uh, 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 a US Marine reservist, I think he was, mm-hmm. um when his wife decided that she wanted to give a gently used toy mm-hmm. to an, uh, 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 a deserving child who didn't have funds, who came from a poor background, found that there were no uh, 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 
charities that did such a thing. Okay. So it is actually a U.S. Marine Corps mm-hmm. uh, 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 funded and provided, not funded, but but it's a U.S. Marine Corps backed charity. It's run by the U.S. Marine Corps. Okay. Um, Which is like the Elks. Sure, exactly. If the Elks went to war. Yeah. And were much younger than usually the 50 and 60 and 70 year old men that sit in the bar and drink beer. Yeah. Anyway, um, Toys for Tots was started in 1947. They have been around now for 60, 72 years, I mm-hmm. think. Um, that's a long time. Yeah. They're a five star rated charity. Uh, in 2016, besides toys, Basically, towards the the last two weeks of the drive, they tell people, stop donating toys, send us money so we can buy toys because it's too late for us to pick up all the toys and wrap them and the whole thing. So now we'll just go out and buy the toys and wrap them. Uh, They take money all year round. In uh, uh, 2016, the Toys for Tots program and foundation collected and distributed more than 512 million toys and also collected more than $287 million. Wow. Okay? Wow. Now, we know based on uh, Trump's charity foundation Mm -hmm. that uh, 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 you can do a lot that has nothing to do with charity with the money that you collect for a charitable organization. So what is our charity going to be? So I'm going to ask you, Noel, have you ever heard of a thought? T-H-O-T? Mm-mm. That is a, a, an urban slang term that is used to describe a, uh, a, a, a woman, usually at a party or a club. It stands for as a couple different meanings, but one is either that hoe over there. Mm-hmm. Or that or, hottie. Nope, never hottie. Really? It's always hoe. Um, that housewife? N- always hoe. Or... A thirsty hoe over there. Okay. Basically, it's a derogative term. And the problem is thoughts always know... That honor student. ...that there's thoughts. Okay. I'm not even going (laughs) to listen to you anymore. All right. Um, And it's a terrible thing to be called a thought. Yeah. You're just sitting there. You're doing your thing just because you're interested in someone or you're trying to bag someone or whatever. You don't need to be judged. No. It's hurtful yeah. having people look down upon you because of this thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking about a charity called Toys for Thoughts. Yeah. And you are going to collect <laughs> toys for these sad, young, mm-hmm. looked down upon uh, uh, deprived young women yeah. who have been uh, 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 shunned from proper society. Yeah. Because they just want to do a dude. I don't or think maybe there's not anything even wrong maybe with they, that. They might not even want to. Yeah. They might just, according to someone else, look like someone who they think wants to. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're 100% on the money. Yeah. And when you are ta- treated like that, it ruins your self-esteem. Yeah. And you need to be shown love. Yeah. I understand this. This is exactly what I've gone through in my life. Yeah. Everywhere I go, they look at me and go, look at that thought. Yeah. And I'm not having it anymore. So you are going to start your charity, Toys for Thoughts. You're going to become a five-star rated charity. People are going to donate presents, yeah. toys, yeah. but also tons and tons of money. Yeah. And with that money, you're going to do whatever you want. You're going to get obscenely rich. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's great. Thank you. That's good. You guys, if uh, you want to reach out and uh, tell Josh how you'd smash his toys, you can get him on 
Facebook, no, on Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. <laughs> you can email Josh with your support and love uh-huh. at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. Uh, or you can just send them pictures of your sandaled feet on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. You can go on iTunes, you can subscribe, rate, review anywhere you get a podcast. If you only listen to us in podcast form, tune in Saturday nights, 8 o'clock, Radio Free Brooklyn. Get the schemes fighted for everyone else. Get there early. Art starts seeing. Stay around late. Sitting with Gianluca. I also want to say yeah. to our number one fan who's reached out to us several times now, Sock Raphael. Uh-huh. Uh, if you're not getting rich off of this idea, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Yeah. These ideas, this is it. I don't care where you're from. I don't care what you do. Everybody around the world loves toys. Yeah. So Sock. Sock it to him. Don't DM us about how you get rich. Listen to the show and do it, brother. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, suck DM. <laughs> anyway, Noel. Anyway. Do we have time for anything else at this point? Uh, we have a little bit of time. I don't know what, though. Probably not. What? Give us a couple rules that we can judge our schemes by. All right. So the rules we're judging our team make today, uh, 21 rules of the rich and how you can emulate them from the online site Bold and Determined. Oh, wow. Uh, average people think money is the root of all evil. Rich people believe poverty is the root of all evil. Sure, and then they play with them like they're dolls. That's right. Uh, average people think selfishness is a vice. People think self rich people think selfishness is a virtue. What a fucking terrible, terrible idea that is. Yeah. I'm sorry. That is. That's what you want to teach your kids sometimes. You want to teach them a, a terrible idea, right? Like building walls is good. That's right. Uh whatever it is. Whatever monster you want to make your child. That's right. Uh number three, average people long for the good old days. Rich people dream of the future. That's right. Toys in virtual reality. <laughs> That's about as futuristic <laughs> as you're going to get. Yeah. Um, and finally, okay. Noel. Um, well, let's see. What do we got here? Average people earn money doing things they don't love. Rich people follow their passion. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Follow your passion. Follow it up to space. That's Bring right. a stuffed animal. Get a pick of it. That's right. Sell it to a kid. A lot of money. A lot, lot of, money, of money, 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 money. Anyway, Noel. Yeah. We're, we're, what? I was just going to say we're off next week. You yeah. guys have a good holiday. Happy holidays, Christmas and yeah. New Year's. I don't think there's any other uh, big holidays coming up, so we can actually say Merry Christmas. The war on Christmas is on, yeah. boys. <laughs> Anyway, uh, once again for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place.